Hey there, Patriots. I am so glad that you are joining with me. I have a wonderful guest. You all, I'm sure, recognize Arthur Pulowski. Welcome so much. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you so much for having me in. It's always a, a pleasure to be with my uh, American brothers and sisters and well, people from I'm sure. That's where, that's what we are, because this is the Freedom Force Battalion. We are, um, you know, we've been sharing your videos with people. You don't even know all the people on our channel who just really love you and respect you and appreciate you for standing up and uh, and showing out and, and uh, being used by the Lord to bless everyone, not just Canada, but all over the world. So we really, really appreciate you. And I'm going to share his website. I'm going to share how you can support him. I want him to tell his whole story um, so that you guys can, it, for, it, for those of you who don't know about Arthur, you can uh, hear it straight from him. I, we got to meet when I was in, when we were in Kentucky. And so, but right after that, I want you to tell the part when you went back to Canada. So tell everybody all about it. Well, let me uh, just go a little bit, you know, what happened before, why that video, the Get Out Nazi video uh, came about. So as you can tell, I grew up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets in Poland in a country that was, as you know, attacked by the Nazis, by, by the Germans in 1939. So after the Nazis pillaged, raped, destroyed, and murdered the Polish people. And while the whole world was celebrating victory over the, you know, Hitler's regime, Poland was taken by the Soviets and they implemented by force, by murdering tens of thousands of people, they implemented communism and socialism. So I grew up in that kind of environment, in that kind of a country. And then of course, I've seen the atrocities of communism. I saw what those godless, evil, wicked people are capable of. Because you got to remember, communism and socialism, those are types of people that do not believe in God. They are gods. So whatever they say, it becomes the law. And that's why I have been yelling from the rooftops that this is a repetition of history. When Fauci, the, I call him Fauci the Pinocchio, when he shows up and he says something in the morning and he changes his tune in the evening, he's a pathological liar. And most of those people are, they are hypocrites. They're liars. They're pathological liars. <clears throat> and everything they say, they expect the rest of the society to take it as the words from God. In other words, whatever we say, it's the law. Well, this is not the law. This is a recommendation. It's some kind of a mandate. It's not the law. But according to them, because they're the modern day pharaohs, they want to be treated as God. So whatever they say, it has to become automatically law and you must obey or else. Just like during the time of Nebuchadnezzar, when he commanded the whole world to bow before the iron, uh, before the golden image. I call it right now the golden muzzle. And if you don't bow before the golden muzzle, then you will end up in a fiery furnace. But, uh, you know, again, when you know the story, when you know the Bible, in the fire, God dealt with their enemies. In the fire, Amen. even though they were bound, handcuffed, shackled, Jesus showed up to set them free. Amen. In the fire, Amen. they had a testimony. And in the fire was their promotion. So as the church, Amen. 
we have failed the king of kings and the Lord of lords because we were not willing to go to the fire. And yet in that fire was our answer to all of Amen. our problems. And it's, it's, it's a very sad That's thing. That's a very good point. So for, for all of you who are listening, and you, I know I, I see your messages, I see your comments, I see your emails, that you're struggling with family problems, and, and, and that that is your fire. I mean, thankfully, you haven't been thrown into prison like our wonderful brother, Archer. But for each of us, we have our own personal fire, and the Lord is with us in that. And you are, you you know, once, this, once we're all through this, they're going to know that you were the one who was fighting for them and for humanity. That's exactly, that's your testimony. And then look at our churches, 99.9% .9 of the so-called churches and so-called shepherds of God's people failed. They failed the test. They were not willing to suffer. They were not willing to die for the kingdom of God. They were not willing to pay the price. And, and <laughs> they failed the test. And, and rightfully so, the whole world looked at the church and they started to call the church unessential services. Because if you preach one thing from the pulpit, but you do not even believe in what you're preaching, therefore you must be unessential. Because here is what I know about right. uh, your Democrats or the liberals here, uh, or NDPs, uh, the communists. Um, they truly believe what they preach and they are willing to put their money where their mouth is they are very determined in murdering children they're very determined in uh, perverting our youth they're very determined in forwarding evil and yet the church claims that we have the light we are we have the truth and yet when the time of testing came when the fire showed up not many were willing to go to that fire and they failed this they sold and I'm ashamed of that, I'm that the church that. actually failed. Uh, they've sold Jesus for 30 shekels of silver uh, once again. And they have become like Ezef, which God says I rejected. Because Ezef didn't Ezef? care. About, uh, yeah, Ezef. Esau, the Esau. Okay, Esau. <laughs> In Texas, we say Esau. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so he, he um, uh, rejected his birthrights, right? He sold his birthrights for a bowl of soup and is that not what we have seen right now the pastors the priests the rabbis they sold their birthrights their kingdom that was promised to them to have dominion over everything according to what jesus did on the cross that he died and he rose from the grave and he has uh, you know been giving the key to this realm to anyone that is willing to forward to plow the kingdom of God, um, they uh, they have become traitors. I mean, right. before this well, started, I, I saw something about that they were offered fifty thousand dollars to promote the the jab. In oh, they in Canada they received millions of dollars um, to implement this tyranny. Some of the mega churches received two three million dollars to do this to people, and they segregated people, which is of course illegal. Uh, they separated families they muzzled people like dogs kept them on the leash and of course the latest was they prohibited people from coming into the place of worship without the nazi communist party the COVID passport so anyway <clears throat> of course i saw all of this uh, before See, it you recognized it though because you had 
lived through it. And I wonder how many of these people in Canada and in the States are deceived and some of them are deceivers. And it's so hard to know which is which. Well, I asked God what is going on with those people. And he said this to me because they were for so long pursuing sin because they were uninterested in the kingdom of God, because they wanted perversion. They wanted just to do whatever the devil wanted them to do. Right. God has given them into a heavy delusion. So this is a really a spiritual thing. They're blinded. And to right. this day, believe it or not, there are people walking alone, muzzled like dogs. They are driving in their cars alone, muzzled like dogs. It doesn't make any sense no. if you look uh, at, at the big picture. You know, I spent four months with the brightest people on earth, biologists, biologists, scientists, real doctors. And um, I've learned about virology and I've learned about what is this whole thing all about. The, the, with, will the muzzle help me? Will uh, the piece of cloth protect me? Will the blue garbage on, on the faces that they, they want to, put on all of us will that keep that thing away and of course uh, every single one of them that spend their entire lives their careers on looking into that stuff that's what they do for a living every single one of them no that's ridiculous of course right. it doesn't make sense it's a lie it's propaganda so going right. back to three years ago uh, or maybe three and a half so um, how long had you had you been in canada uh, since 1995 Okay. So um, about three, four years ago, before this craziness started, God spoke to me and he said, you're about to see the greatest separation between the sheep and the goats and sheep and the wolves. And uh, look at us now. Now we know who is who in the zoo. We know who <laughs> was the real shepherd because a real shepherd is willing to die for his sheep. Amen. So Amen. The wolves show up when the Amen. hyenas up um what is your job if not to protect Amen. those that god has entrusted you with and you got to stop for a purpose to fend off those evil wicked hyenas Amen. and those wolves so that's what i did i mean i didn't do anything extraordinary i just right. did whatever right. shepherd was right. commanded Right. I don't talk about this with my with my group, you know, really about the things that are going on in my personal life and the different persecution that I that I face, because in in the light of God's word, in the light of the of the of what the Lord has called us to do to spread the truth, it's a it's a it's a small thing. It's, you know, uh, I've, I've, it's all like like Paul said, yeah, consider it, it dung in the light of, 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 of being found in him. Right. And, and I, if, if that's what it takes. And how could I? And that's what's so crazy to me when you talk about these pastors who've who've helped to promote this jab and the and really ushering in the new world order as really in my opinion the false prophet that you know how could I couldn't do it from my spirit you know forget the money forget all that I mean wild horses could not stop you and me and the true true you know preachers from promoting what God says in His Word. You know, we just couldn't, we couldn't do it. We couldn't. And that's, that's what's so sad is they've been not what, what I expected it to be when, when all this would go down, which I mentioned before that I believe this is Armageddon. I believe that they were going to be like, oh, that Jesus is not the Christ. And yes, they've, they've tried to make people reject the true and living God, but the churches are still basically giving Jesus light. They're saying that they're teaching the word. They're not saying that Jesus didn't die on the cross. 
They're not saying that he didn't rise from the dead, but they've denied the power. They've denied him by by helping the New World Order to to put people in chains. Yeah, in the Revelation, as you know, it says that cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the cowards are before murderers and thieves and adulterers. I find this fascinating because I think God takes this issue very seriously when you are not willing to obey God's commandments because you're afraid of paying the price or you're afraid you will miss something, the bowl of soup or the silver coin. Well, you're not worthy of me, Jesus Amen. said. Amen. And, and that's, that's just the truth. And, and as sad as this is, I believe 95% of so-called Christians failed globally the test. They were not willing to pay anything. And, you know, here is a fascinating part that people somehow are so delusional that they believe that being part of the kingdom of God is not going to cost them anything, while at the same time, it costs the father the life of his son. It costs the son his own life. Amen. And yet we read in the Bible that the martyrs of old, the people murdered brutally, stoned to death and crucified upside down and all kinds of cruelties that were done to the followers of God. And now today in the 21st century, in our cozy, comfortable, fast food Christianity, somehow we think that there is no price attached to the kingdom of God. Listen, if it caused God the blood of his son, do you really think it's not going to cost you everything? Right. He said this. this. You have to lose your life. He said, said, pick up this day you cross daily. Daily we are to follow his example. Daily we are to walk with him. So anyway, um, I think I also think that that's something about, um, you know, how they've taken the name of the Lord in vain for no purpose. For that, for, you know, I take it very, and I talk to my people on on the Freedom Force Battalion a lot about this. I take it very seriously that I am speaking on behalf of his word. I don't take that as a light thing that the Lord has given me this ability to understand it and to share this information. And, and, and I can, you know, to take his name and to say, I'm speaking on his behalf and then not speak the truth. It's a, it's a, it's a very th- scary thing. I think that there are a lot, I give a lot of room for people who are simply deceived sheep. It's another thing if someone's taken that position and they are put in this position of authority and they're they're not doing it. It's a bad thing for them to be deceived. But if it's, I think there's a different. I, I try to delineate the difference between ones who are deceived and ones who are deceivers. I think there's a lot of deceived people out there, and and they shouldn't have been. I understand, but they just are, unfortunately they're sheep. Yeah, well, the Bible says that people in authority will be uh, will be judged double. In other words, there is a greater responsibility. If you are seeking any position of authority over other human being, be careful because you will be accountable for everything you did and everything you said double. So that should scare people. However, for the past 40, 50 years, we have not seen any fear of the Lord in our churches. Churches are kumbayas, churches are entertainment centers, churches are about me, I, and myself. Therefore, um, pastors 
where in I'm talking about generally, there are some good pastors, there's a remnant always, but generally the pastors in the Western civilization, they chose to entertain people and to tickle their ears and to kind of milk them. Mm-hmm. Because when you are providing entertainment services, people mm-hmm. gladly pay for the ticket. Mm-hmm. So the business flourishes. And that's why you have those mega churches and smoke screens and, you know, all kinds of different yeah. lightings. And it's like a show. And that's well, what that's, it is. That's why we really like doing, you know, the Ecclesia. We have a small gathering where we get together and 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 iron sharpening iron and praying for each other and helping each other. And I'm really promoting Ecclesia rather than this big box mega church type of thing. You know, well, I think it's, 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 go ahead. I'm not the- I'm not against the big gatherings. I love big gatherings because it shows we're not alone. It shows that there is an army behind us. And in the Bible, you got to remember a number of times a year, God commanded people to come in numbers. It was not an option. If you show up, you were to be stoned to death. Those were the mandatory festivals where millions of people were commanded to come to Jerusalem and worship and sacrifice and listen to god thing so um i'm not opposed to that but you gotta preach the truth the whole truth right well and i just think that we at least in we're in in texas (laughs) these churches are so big that you don't get to know the person that's sitting next to you you know it's so big that you you never get the opportunity to fellowship it's just that you go and you listen to someone and then you leave and so i think that's that's what my problem is i i think i agree with you we need large gatherings are wonderful i think that the picture should be where they go from house to house you have these gatherings and then you join together for these big events but anyway i was going to ask you um so tell us so you came to Canada, you've been doing your ministry, and all of a sudden this all came down with the with the masks and they start to come into your church. Did you know they were coming to your church? No, my ordeal started in 2005 when I walked away from business and the government started to ticket me and arrest me for feeding the homeless. That's where my ordeal okay. So in Canada, we have laws that giving free goods and services, just like in China, just like in North Korea, Russia, uh, behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, everything you were doing, uh, you were commanded to get the approval from the Communist Party. And that's exactly how Canada is operating. Everything you do, you're not free. Everything you do, you have to get a special permission from the Communist Party of Canada. And feeding the poor is one of those things. So they have laws here that say giving free goods and services is prohibited. You're not allowed to feed a dying child on the streets. You have to get first permission from the mayor if you want to do that. Um, So I disagreed with this because, of course, we have constitution which says otherwise. And the bylaws are against the constitution. They're actually breaking the constitution. So I started to fight with them. And of course, when you fight corruption, well, they don't like that. So I have been arrested during that time, 11 times, over 100 court cases and about 300 tickets. I got tickets for giving free goods and services, for 
illegally distributing uh, Bibles uh, because printed material is also illegal to be distributed. I received tickets for uh, gatherings, for having a, a improper sign that said Jesus is King, not approved by the city hall. I was arrested for operating barbecue, operating amplification, having tables where we put food on, uh, baptizing people. I had an entire dive team with the police and firefighters accusing me that I'm drowning people because I was baptizing people in the river. I mean, I went through hell back and forth and that took 10 years. I had to remortgage my house seven times during that time to keep fighting. I lost millions of dollars because of this fight, but I prevailed, believe it or not. Amen. God came and set me free 2015 after 10 year war with the government and uh, losing my charitable status because the federal government said that I speak negatively about abortion, homosexuality, and divorce. So they took my charitable status away. For um, for that huge fight, they almost bankrupt me, but I won. And they wow. left me two years. And then the COVID showed up, um, showed up, right? And then um, they started to harass me there. They said that my soup kitchen needs to be shut down uh, because we're in the middle of this pandemic. I said, what are you going to do with the 15, 20,000 people, homeless people roaming the streets of Calgary um, uh, if you're shutting down shelters and soup kitchens? Um, I asked them a simple question. What do you think they're going to do to survive, to get food? Uh, they didn't care. They didn't care. I said, they're going to turn into crime. They're going to whack your father's head. They're going to break into stores. They're going to break into our houses, into cars, into garages. They didn't care. Shut down or else. So I said, okay, fine, or else. So they showed up with their first ticket. I got, uh, I became the first Canadian to get the COVID ticket. Uh, 12 officers, um, they pushed one of my um, uh, clients uh, physically assaulting him and they threatened me with arrest and they threatened me with a million dollar uh, ticket so that continued for the whole 2020 my biggest number of those villains i call them gangsters in uniform working for the biggest mafia the government right now um they they came to our christmas celebration 2020 when our church put a Christmas celebration for the homeless people. A lot of people showed up. We had AAA stakes. We had the carolers. It was a, a beautiful day, but also over 100 police officers, 52 police cars, 20 cops on bicycles, SWAT team, and the chief of police showed up as well, intimidating, harassing, ticketing. I ended up with 15 COVID tickets for that horrible crime of caroling um, in the city of Calgary and having a Christmas celebration for the homeless. Then they started to show up into our church and I trespassed them. They were not allowed to come. They blocked my driveway to the church. Then they came with the tel telescopic cameras. Uh, they were taking pictures of our women and children. The tactics of the Nazis, Gestapo, tactics of KGB. Uh, that's why I started to call them that. I call them Gestapo because you're acting like Gestapo. They're right. uniform even turn black. I mean, those boys and girls, they look like the Nazis. They um, were masked bandits coming 
only for one purpose, to intimidate and harass peaceful citizens that were not a threat to anyone. And yet at the same time, the crime skyrocketed in the city of Calgary. Uh, the villains were on the rampage, and yet the police was intimidating and harassing Christians, shutting down churches and restaurants. It was a gong show. So anyway, <laughs> I kicked them out. And then April, April of 2021, so a year ago, um, we had um, Easter celebration, a Passover celebration. And be, just before the service, when I was preparing everything, I uh, looked to my left and I saw masked bandits with the guns, with their uh, tasers, with their handcuffs, in their uniforms, walking into the church like they own the place. Do you, I've got that video. Do you want me to show that? Sure. Yeah, let's, let me show you. I want to see the one about the Christmas, too. Do you have the Christmas one also? Yeah, on, on there is. Yeah, there is. All those videos are on YouTube. Okay, so here, yeah, this is uh, this is Arthur's uh, YouTube channel. You guys go and, and uh, subscribe to his channel. Arthur, A-R-T-U-R, Pawlowski, P-A-W-L-O-L, I'm sorry, L-O-W-S-K-I TV on YouTube, okay? You guys, for the, uh, for those who are on the, the radio audience and can't um, see the screen. So here's what happened on that day. Is this, this is what you're talking about, right, sir? Yeah. Out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 I, that was my first time to ever see anything about you, Arthur. And when I saw that video, I realized that, this, you know, Canada was up against a big, you know, the tyranny big time. Yeah, well, for people to understand is that we have been harassed for over a year up to this point. So this was not my first encounter with the Gestapo of Canada. They were harassing us on a regular basis where we feed the homeless three times a week. And they have been harassing us for a few months already outside of our church. I never allowed them to come in. I stopped them from coming in and they kind of came early and just walked in um, ah. on So they showed up early uh, before the people and, um, and they tried to, you know, pull their stunt uh, right there. So um, for people to understand is that those villains were actually breaking the criminal code of Canada, section 176. In Canada, we have a law that you're not allowed to disrupt a clergyman while he is on his way, while he's performing or coming from officiating a meeting for a religious purpose. That's against the law. If you dare to do that, and that's a criminal code, that's the law. Right. You can face two years of imprisonment if you do that. Also, the same law says that you're not allowed to intimidate or interfere in any way, shape, or form a gathering for the purpose of worship. You're not, what they did was illegal. They were not allowed by law to do that, but right. they did anyway because the- They tossed half, out all the law because of the COVID. The law 
was thrown out, the constitution was thrown out, the criminal code, the human rights, everything was kicked out. And suddenly we were slaves and they were the pharaohs. I mean, total insanity done from one second to another. So what I did, I stood on the foundation of God's law and the land law. And I kicked them out, telling them to come back with the warrant. So what they did, that's how corrupted those people are. What they did, they knew that they're breaking the law, but they had the backing of the corrupted politicians. Right. And the corrupted politicians ensured that they had the backing of the armed Gestapo. And the and judges, you know, those, all those, of them. They got guns and they can shoot you dead. So they are gangsters working like a muscle for the mafia. When you're dealing with mafia and they have all the guns, um, well, it's very difficult to defend yourself because they got the manpower. They got, they got manpower. You know, real, real bullets and it is, is not a joke. And they got handcuffs and, and they got crooked judges that are willing to support them in the so-called justice system. So anyway, fast forward, what happened? They went to a crooked judge. His name is David Gates. David Gates of Alberta, and I'm not sure if he's related to your crooked man, the globalist devil, Bill Gates, but David Gates of Alberta has given them power. By the way, the proceeding was done ex parte. We were not allowed, we were not even informed that this, uh, this proceedings in the court is even happening. Our lawyers were not notified. We were not notified. They did it behind everybody's back. And this crooked judge, David Gates, has given them power to enter our church anytime they want with whomever they wish to enter it. So they showed up with the SWAT team. Can you believe it? They showed up with a SWAT team to come into the church. We stood by the door. We kicked them out. They showed up again. We kicked them again. So they went to another crooked judge. This time, his name is John Rook. John Rook is a very interesting fellow because R -O -O he is... okay Yeah, Rook. So this fella, he is the Associate Chief Justice in the province of Alberta. So they went to the highest guns and they managed to get an order from that crooked judge that essentially enslaved the entire population. These men said that they can arrest anyone, children, women, men, clergy, it didn't matter if those people would refuse to follow the AHS, Alberta Health Services orders. In other words, he's giving them carte blanche. Over everything. And forget the law. They're the now the Pharaoh. That's right. Forget everything. Forget the rule of law. Forget about justice, the due process. And that order was also done in secret, ex parte. No one was notified. No one even knew that this meeting is going to happen. Another interesting part is that was done off camera. Normally, when you do proceedings like this, everything is recorded. What they did, they demanded that there will be no record of the meeting whatsoever, no recording in the court. They did it in secret, and when no one knows what was said during that proceedings, it was straight 
from Gestapo court, straight from KGB, Soviet-style uh, trial. So anyway, hmm. they showed up with this. I was already preaching at the pulpit. They opened the door. It was only a standing room, packed church. They realized, okay, it's going to be a gong show. If we are going to arrest this guy at the pulpit, it's going to be a bloody war. So they dropped something on the ground and they left. What happened was people went home. And when we were driving home as well, we were stopped in the middle of the highway by SWAT team and arrested in rain in the middle of the highway and with my brother, David, and we were taken to jail. We spent three days and two nights. This is before you went to Kentucky. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, we were arrested, spent three days and two nights on concrete. And Monday, shackled and chained, we were taken to see a judge. And here is a twist to the story. The judge starts his proceedings by telling us that he personally received a phone call from his friend, John Rook. So his boss asking him if he would be willing to preside over the proceedings. And I said to my brother, David, this is a show trial straight from Soviet Russia. This is already decided. We don't stand a chance with those crooks. Those people have decided our fate before we even are able to make our presentation. This is done. And that's where I decided to come to United States because I realized there will be no justice for right. us. Like they can do anything to you. Do you remember? Do you remember John Bunyan? Have you ever read his his biography yeah. of him? Yeah, this is like the folk. If you guys aren't familiar with John Bunyan, he was the one who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, and he was preaching the gospel in uh, in England, and he was put in prison, and his children were destitute. It was it's a, the most amazing story. But he wrote the Pilgrim's Progress from prison. But he refused. He knew he could get out of jail if he would just just do what the government said. And this is our forefathers who came to America. They said, we can't live under this tyranny. So, yeah, that's I, I want to make sure that you knew about that. That's exactly. I was actually in um, in the museum, in the in the house place that um, uh, he was uh, ministering at on the land uh, in England. So oh, wow. anyway, um, I decided that Americans should know what's happening behind the Iron Curtain in China that, right now because china is taken over completely if canada falls then you're next and that was my message i did i tried to do my best to warn you that whatever is happening to us eventually is going to happen to you because you think that you have a piece of paper that is protecting you the truth is they don't care about your piece of paper. You have to care about your piece of paper. You have to rise up and stand up for your rights. Those are evil, wicked people. They're the villains. They're the pharaohs. And they want to enslave you. You will own nothing and you will be happy. You will be eating bags and crickets. You will not be able to own a car. And, and, and they will own everything. And you will be happy and they will be miserable, I guess. That's the story. <laughs> right. So... So that's uh, when you Gates. came to the, the 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 different rallies that were going on, the the Clay Clark events. That's what you did when you came to America. Yeah, I traveled around your beautiful country, <clears throat> sharing my story, basically doing my best to warn you. And that's when I I met you in in Kentucky, but you yes. were under threat that if you went back, 
when you went back to Canada, it was going to be bad for you. That was our that, the conversation you and I had before you left. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. So I was supposed to be a few weeks in the States. I spent four months. And then in the end, um, of course, I had to come back. And um, at Tarmac, right after we landed, uh, stepping out of the plane, I was immediately arrested and charged criminally for inciting people to come to church, participating in illegal gathering, officiating in illegal gathering, and not wearing a muzzle. I was let go on a bail. Arrested again, coming from a rally in Le Duc with my wife in the middle of the night. Because what, didn't they say, oh, that you weren't <laughs> allowed to travel that far or something like that? No, um, they said that was I was disturbing peace and I was trespassing. Okay. And I was not wearing a muzzle. Um, so I was charged criminally again, arrested in the middle of the night by a CMP. That's your, like your FBI then released on bail, arrested again after attending a rally again in Calgary in the middle of the snow, criminally charged again, and also charged with breaching of my conditions on the release, not keeping peace and not being of good behavior, they said. <laughs> I was not keeping peace and I was not um, doing, you know, being a, of good behavior. So I was arrested again with my brother David and... Um, released again on bail conditions, strict bail conditions. And then the truck convoy came, and I'm sure you remember the truck convoy. I was in, in, invited to feed the truckers on the way to Ottawa as my church. And also I was asked to conduct a series of church services uh, to the truckers. So I gladly did. And then I was invited to Milk River and Coots. Coots, it's, it's, it's a point of entry at the border of Montana and Alberta. So I was asked to conduct a series of church services right there. So I did one. That's where they the, were going across very, very slowly, right? Just inching. Yeah. yeah. The truckers so were inching across. I did um, I did the church service in Milk River. I did Lord's Supper. We had worship. And then I went to Kutz. I was allowed to go there by RCMP. Actually, they opened the barricade for me. I did another church service there. No problems, no issues. I gave a 19-minute speech telling people this is non-violent, um, this is peaceful, no guns, no swords, stand your ground, stand for the Constitution, hold the line. Not a big deal. I um, was allowed to leave the border and went home. A few days later, as I stepped out of my house, it was absolutely a gong show. There was RCMP officers, detectives, Calgary police in uniform, undercover police, entire SWAT team with the recording cameras, devices. And I was, it was a, a truly a takedown of El Chapo, Escobar. Right. Arco, <laughs> You're such Calgary. a dangerous man, Arthur. I was taken down and I was um, interrogated for hours by our FBI and then ultimately taken to police and then to prison for my speech telling Canadians to stay, you know, and protect and fight for the rights and do it peacefully. For my speech, I spent two months in prison 
in solitary confinement. They stripped me naked multiple times. They put me in metal cages. They dragged me from my cell and they put me in a solitary concrete cell. No washroom, no water. Then 40 days later, of course, did not allow me for three weeks to see my lawyer. They would not allow me. Which is rebel, see... rebel news, right? Well, Rebel News is a newscast. It's a news organization. Right. I have a legal team, a criminal lawyer, and also a constitutional lawyer. We it's, were... it's, that, it's that group? Because that's yes. what we're asking everyone to donate if they want to support you. Five or ten dollars. Everybody, if we all do a little bit of something, it can help your legal fund. So, um, so had I, I want to hear what happened with them in prison. But so you were saying that how 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 much in the past had you had them working for you in your legal efforts? No, this is you know all my fighting. So three hundred tickets, a hundred court cases, and eleven. 11 arrests, I had to remortgage my house seven times. I lost millions of dollars fighting those evil, wicked people. The COVID thing, um, Ezra Levan from Rebel News, he came um, on board and he says, we will help you this time around because the guns are so big. And and he was right. I would not be able You're to in, fight. Yeah. You had, you had risen to this level of, uh, yeah, I think it was because you went to the coots and, and, and you were, you, that really got a lot of notoriety, I bet. And that's when Ezra yeah. came in. Uh, no, Ezra came in at the very beginning, uh, 2020, um, uh, right where I got the first ticket. Actually, Ezra okay. used that ticket, the first Canadian ticket, and started Fight the Fines. Fight the Fines right now are representing 2,000, over 2,000 Canadians. Uh, so it's an incredible democracy found um, that is providing legal representatives to Canadians that are, have been subjected to this illegal uh, tyranny, this dictatorship that we are. But you've become the kind of the poster child because you're you're the the notoriety. Okay, so fight the fines. F i g h t t h e f i n e s dot com. Yeah, if if people want to support the, you know, directly the case, they can go savearthur dot com. Savearthur dot com. Right. But the, and the that goes the, that the goes to to the. Um, democracy fund to provide lawyers okay that's fightthefines.com yes so okay. um okay that doesn't not a penny comes to me everything goes directly uh, to provide lawyers uh, right. for Canadians that are facing um this tyranny so anyway right. in prison um i spent over 40 days in isolation in a solitary confinement being subjected to all kinds of cruelty um, five different inmates testified already that the guards were uh, giving them incentives to beat me up or to murder me in prison. So um, one day a, a guard comes in and says, you have visitors. And it was odd. It was weird. I knew something is going on. Um, when I went, followed him, I had no choice. The sheriffs were waiting for me and I was shackled, handcuffed and kidnapped, literally kidnapped from Calgary taken hundreds of miles away to a max spot. Max spot for some people that do not know what that means, that's a place 
for the most dangerous offenders, for people that murdered uh, inmates, people that attacked guards. I mean, extraordinary, ex extra right. danger. El Chapo. Uh, okay, so Lavi. Max Board, B A B O A R D, Max Max, Max Pod. P O D. P O D. Okay. All right. Max so I was shocked. I was the only one in the entire unit. I mean, it's a freak show. Um, if you have never seen it, I hope you never do because it's like a matrix. It's horrible. It's hell on earth. The conditions are so horrible that I was freezing to death, literally. I was shivering all every moment of the time. Uh, they cranked the air conditioning. It was minus 25 outside and as cold inside. When I complained, the guard laughed and said, at least you have fresh air. So I called my lawyer and I said, they're going to kill me here. It's a given. I'm not going to survive these conditions. Please talk to the judge. Maybe the judge will have mercy on me and will force them to move me from here to some other place. So that's exactly what happened. The next day I was taken from MaxPod and you would not believe where they put me. They put me in a psych ward. So they took me from the MaxPod and they brought me to a psych ward with the inmates that are crazy. And um, it was it was unbelievable. And they placed me with an inmate that murdered his own brother with a machete. All of that was done illegally without the evaluation, without the knowledge of doctors or AHS, Alberta Health Services. So that's how serious this crime escalated. It's insane. The, the human rights out the window, international human rights out the window, um, a, a criminal code of Canada out the window, constitution out the window, charter rights and freedoms out the window. Everything okay, so but they... let me just say this. Your your biggest crime is that you encourage others to be bold. That's that's that's, what, that's the problem is because it's one thing for you not to wear a mask or for you to have a church gathering or you to even feed people. But when you get other people to stand up, that's the problem. That's the issue. That's, that's why they hate Bannon. That's why they hate Trump. That's why they hate so many of, the, of the, the people. That's why I've been banned from so many things, because I'm saying we are going to take them and we're going to have we're going to destroy them and we're going to have a thousand years of peace. And there's no two ways about it. And they don't like <laughs> they don't like it. They they much prefer someone who is going to be a, a, a fear, a fear mongering and someone who cries in the corner and, and, and causes people to hide under the bed. That's exactly that you you summarize that. That's exactly why they're so afraid. That's why they labeled me extremely dangerous. Um when you, I was and you are in Jesus' when, name. When I you was are, you are dangerous to the criminal cabal. You are very dangerous. You're a dangerous man, just like our Lord Jesus is very dangerous to the evildoers. Of course. Um, so when I was listening to the Crown Prosecutor describing me, I kind of like was sitting there like, wow, <laughs> I didn't know I'm that dangerous. Wow. Uh, it's incredible. In prison, they, um, in a max spot, they would not allow me to have a pen because I was considered extremely dangerous. Can you imagine? I if have you're trying no to kill me, then I would think you'd say, you're glad for me to have a pen because if I kill myself with this pen, you know, then that would, you'd be happy. You know, I uh, have no criminal record. I, I know. I've never been charged with assault. Um, and yet I was labeled uh, the most dangerous inmate. So anyway, going back 
to the bail uh, hearing, the Crown prosecutor accused me, and listen to this, this is like your hair will stand up. That's how <laughs> great the story is. It's like straight from a Hollywood movie. He accused me of damaging Canadian economy worth $400 million. <laughs> oh. I damaged Canadian economy because I gave a 19-minute speech during my church service in Kuds. So though he accused me of, uh, of, of that kind of a damage. So believe it or not, I was charged. I am the first Canadian citizen in the history of this country that has been charged with interfering with the crucial infrastructure under the defense act. So they're accusing me of terrorism. They're accusing they got nothing. me of- What they're telling you is they got nothing on you legally, except something, yeah, some crazy thing like that. I know, I know, but the prison was real. The I'm, I, I, I'm not discounting that. I don't mean to say, to make light of what you endured, because you know, so, it's like our January six prisoners. They're suffering to this moment, and have I been know. there since then. And it's, it is, it's so evil. And I, the only thing I know to tell them is that their suffering is going to turn out for the good, just like Paul said. This, yeah. all this that we have endured is going to be, be a, a, will somehow, be, when you throw it all in, a benefit humanity. Because the biggest thing is we need people to wake up and to realize that these people are tyrants. Yes, they are tyrants. So anyway, eventually I was released on very strict conditions, so lots of money and also a house arrest. So presently I am on house arrest, but I want to talk a little bit about the victory last Amen. week's victory. I mean, I, yes, uh, I want I want to hear all about that. I want to I want to show super super quick. I want to share this very quick video, this quick um I uh, want to show this verse that before this occurs there will be a time of great persecution. You'll be dragged into synagogues and into prisons. You'll stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. They know that. They know that you are you obey the Lord. You obey him. He's and that's what I'm constantly encouraging everyone. Listen, don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to Archer. Listen to the Lord. He will direct your steps on what you should do. And that's what they can't stop is the Holy Spirit filling each one of us and giving us the, the power to stay in. Um, this is this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. It says in uh, this is in Luke 21, verse 13. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you even those closest to you your parents your brothers relatives and friends will betray you they will even kill some of you and everyone will hate you because you're my followers but not a hair of your head will perish by standing firm you will win your souls amen amen, amen. I, I wanted to share that okay so tell us okay we're the whole reason i called you mr archer was so you could tell us what you're gonna tell us right now yeah, so why is this so important? You know, uh, my ordeal is still ongoing. I'm still facing criminal charges, some multiple trials, this terrorism charge uh, garbage. So why what happened on Friday last week? Well, we appealed the decision of that crooked judge. Remember Adam Germain, the friend a failed liberal politician that was appointed by liberals the liberals are like your democrats so this liberal failed politician that was appointed by liberals to be the judge adam germain listening to his boss and doing this for his boss has found us guilty 
has found us guilty on the contempt of court times two. That's four years of imprisonment. Also, he has ordered us to do something that we called compelled speech. So the judge in Canada ordered me to recite like a CBC reporter, like a CNN reporter, to recite a party line. Every time this judge said, I am opening my mouth, talking to another human being, either preaching from the pulpit or doing shows or interviews or media, I must, it's a commandment from the court or I will go to prison. I must recite party line. Also, he says I have to do 120 hours community service. They gave us like over $50,000 worth of penalties and a house arrest in the province of Alberta. So off we went. I remember we were outside the court when the decision came. I grabbed the microphone and I said, Judge, I hope you're listening to this. I'll never obey this order. Hurry. <laughs> you want to lock me, lock me up, throw the keys away. I'll not obey this order. My brother David was more precise. He grabbed the mic and he says, Judge, I hope you're listening. You can put your order where the sun doesn't shine. Oh, we wow. will obey this order and i thought i told to my brother david i said that said you just finished us off uh, he's going to send the sheriff and it's over uh, but that didn't happen they waited they waited for more they didn't time. come and get you that minute no because there was too many people outside the court so i was arrested coming back from the state but anyway um it's fascinating story because we have become the first canadian citizens in a modern history to receive a court order to parrot the communism party. We refused to do it. However, the order was real and we were facing another contempt of court order if we would not follow. We never did, but the threat was always hanging. Right, right. Oh, okay, so you didn't do it. Wow. We it's, a one, it's, a, it's a miracle they didn't come and grab you and throw, throw you in the in the prison again. Uh, well, I'll tell you why, because we have become very, very popular around the world. I mean, thanks to our American brothers and sisters, uh, people like um, Donald Trump, like General Flynn, Mike Lindell, Clay Clark and others. Amazing, fantastic, fascinating patriots that were supporting us and telling what is happening in China that is wrong. We need to break another iron curtain Amen. right across the border. It's a lot closer than the previous one in Europe. So I, I think I think this would become a very big mistake if they would arrest us for that at that moment. Anyway, they came back later and we appealed the decision. And last Friday, listen to this. This is this is incredible. This is why I called you. Yes, drum roll. Uh, I still, uh, it's still hard for me to believe what happened. Three judges looked at the case in a court of appeal in the highest Supreme Court of Alberta. And they said this, everything those people did to us, the three crooked amigos, those the three crooked judges, I call them, was illegal. The arrests were illegal. It was against natural law. And they vindicated us 100%, setting my brother free immediately, This um, commanding them to return us the money that was stolen from us. Um, all the house arrest gone, of course. I am, you got to remember, and people think that I'm free. I have received multiple charges during multiple events. 
So even if I win one, I'm still subjected to the other right. court proceedings. Right. So I'm right. still on house arrest. But this was the biggest case so far and a foundation of this tyranny uh, across this country. So this victory, it sends a message to the villains telling them very clearly, you have not bought everyone. There's still some good judges there. Amen. Amen. So it sends a message to people like you and me that says there is hope. Amen. Stand strong. Don't give up. If a guy like Artur Polosky with a broken English can <laughs> face the biggest giants, the Goliaths of the earth, and prevail because God is for him, Amen. that means I can do it also. I mean, this case is a simple case of David versus Goliath. Amen. The dog fighting with the wolf. And I'm telling you, when God is with us, when if God is for me, who can be against me? If he is in me, if he is for me, if he is voting for me, if he is protecting me, if he is covering me, no villain is going to be able to hurt me. And that's the story. I mean, that's why it's so important to tell the story. Because if a guy like me can stand against the biggest guns in this country and prevail, Everyone can do it. So Amen. go out there and do it. Be courageous. Amen. Be strong. Amen. Be bold. Be in their face. I call it a head-on collision. Do it. <laughs> go in their face and right. have your head-on collision. Go into the fire so Jesus can set you free. So He Jesus can, can judge your enemies. So you can Amen. have a testimony for others to follow and that's where your promotion will come from uh so i'm very excited i'm very yeah. excited about what is happening i think this will so, create okay so uh, okay i missed i missed a part because i get so excited about that and that's so that's so great now I, I know you still have other legal battles to fight so i want everyone to make sure to to support and i'm sure that the legal bills just continue to be big but okay so so how did this get into court? Did Ezra Levant take this case into court to say that this was this whole thing was was it under the Supreme Court or uh, how did this happen? No, I we took them uh, to court. We appealed the case. I mean, Ezra this is helping us to have the funds to have lawyers, but we make those decisions because it's our life. In the end, it's I'm going to face the consequences of right. this fight. So we said clearly, we want to appeal and we will appeal every decision that comes wrong. We will fight all the way to the Supreme Court. I said that clearly at the very beginning. We will go all the way to the death if needs be for our freedoms, for our liberties. Um, so that was the Supreme Court of Alberta, the highest court made that decision. And I think it will create an avalanche. I mean, this story right. already circulated the globe this victory everywhere yes. and i it will spark a fire Amen. in other people's hearts and again the simplicity of this case is this if this guy can do it i can do it also i mean you know um we are all humans amen we are all right. the same but we have extraordinary god amen and god the final say in your life is not the devil, it's not the government, it's not the wannabe pharaohs that have the final say, is you God that decides what is going to happen to you. And please, friends, listen to me now very carefully. This is simply a test. 
God is testing. I want to share this vision with you that he gave me about half a year before the pandemic happened. I saw a fence. I could not see the end of that fence. And I saw sitting people on that fence. That they were sitting there enjoying the view, like many people around the world. And then I saw two powerful hands and they started to shake the fence. And I saw people falling to the left and to the right. And when he was done, he was shaking that fence violently. When he was done shaking, no one was sitting on the fence. And he spoke to me, and this is what he said. When I'm done shaking, everyone will have to choose either me or the devil. So my words to you is choose God. When you choose him, we know how the story ends. We win in the end. The yeah. truth will win in the end. The, the villains sometimes just don't know it yet. They did not realize that they're all already losers. We are the victors. Amen. Join the winning team. The Amen. enemy will be exposed. The enemy is already exposed. They think they have power. They think they can do whatever they want, but I'm telling you, in the end of the day, no one does anything without the approval of my God. Amen. My Father Amen. in heaven. So be, uh, be on the side of victory. Amen. Do not be a loser and have courage because without courage, without bravery, without boldness, you will not be able uh, to survive the attacks of the uncircumcised Philistines. Amen. Uh, but if you will be like David, who do you think you are? You're uncircumcised. Amen. Fauci, who do you think you are? You're uncircumcised Biden or Clinton or Obama or Gates or, you know, uh, Schwab or all those devils that we see uh, around. Who do you think you are? You're uncircumcised devils that you should Amen. defy the armies of the living God. I Amen. mean, their, their time is coming. They will face the judge that does not take bribes. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, it's so much like Bannon is having the same thing. You know, he he lost in this lower court, but it's he's appealing it. And this will, you know, when it goes up to these higher courts, they're going to slap it down to these to this lower court and and they're going to be held to an account for for doing such evil in the courts. So the same thing with with President Trump. You know, they're coming at him saying they're going to do this probe on President Trump for a criminal you know, criminal probe on President Trump. And he yeah, just he. I'm not worried about, I'm just saying, this is their threats. This is like Goliath trying to threaten. And does he, does it slow him down? Not one, not one little bit. So no, let's, I, you know, let's all do that same thing. And in, in everywhere you are, you know, I'm, you know, on my school board in my town, you know, trying to stand up for what is right for the, you know, in a, for our, our children at the school, everywhere we are, you know, I think a lot of times we look at something on a big picture in a, in, in a, in the national level, but just, we need to bloom where we're planted. The Lord put you in your town to like you were doing feeding the homeless. It started there, How, you know, doing what the Lord has called you to do right there in that town. So, and may, the main thing is just to listen to to this to the to the lord to his spirit to, speaking to you on what he wants you to do not that that's another beautiful thing about you know the, the army in joel chapter two we talked about it a little bit before i came on the show is that you know they it says that they never walk they never jostle each other they all march in exactly the steps that the lord has given to them so god has given you a charge he's given me a charge each one of our battalion members we each have a charge and the question is going to be are we going to be faithful to what he's put it given us to do Hundred percent. I mean, the Bible says that rebellion, so disobedience, not listening to what the King of Kings is telling you to do, is like a spirit of divination. It's like a witchcraft. 
So right now, majority of the so-called Christians were practicing witchcraft, and then now they're wondering why God is upset, why things are happening to them. I'm telling you, obey God. If you didn't, be like Peter. Don't be like Judas Iscariot. Don't right. hang yourself. Be like Peter. Peter did a horrible thing. Three times, he even cursed. He denied Christ. And yet Jesus came and restored him because Peter repented. He had a heart, a humble heart, and he realized, oh, my God, what have I done? Please forgive me. And Jesus was more than glad Amen. to do it. And he Amen. restored his men, and, and Peter became one of the greatest apostles right. of all time. So um, if you have shut down your church, if you have wore that stupid thing on your face, if you have segregated people or, or separated them, if you guarded the door, uh, obeying the Nazis of today, I, I get it. Fear is a powerful tool. Terror is a powerful tool. But go back to God, go back to your knees and say, God, forgive me for what I have done and give me courage to never, ever do it again. God will gladly restore you into your position. Amen. He will gladly Amen. give you the anointing and the power and the authority and the wisdom and the knowledge. God will take you back because he is God of second chances. Amen. Amen. He sure is. He sure is. Okay, before we go, I want to make sure everyone knows how to get to your site. So here is the uh, the YouTube channel, you guys. Arthur Pawlowski, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I TV. So definitely give him a follow there. Also, um, I just saw, oh, I, didn't, I saw that you had a banner in um, Washington, um, oh, uh, in, in Times Square. Did you know about that? Um, here is the Rebel News. Um, you said something about say okay, there it is, savearter.com. That's where they can um can help to support what you guys are doing, uh, to help to cover all these these expenses um that you guys have had for your legal expenses. Okay, is there anything else I wanted to that you wanted to share before we go? Yeah, if people because again, everything that goes to rubble, it goes to rubble. We see not even a penny for that. It goes to the legal fees. If people would like to support us personally, like I said, we have been hunted down and harassed and intimidated in such a level that we lost supporters. We lost people in the church because of intimidation. If people would like to support what we do, we still feed thousands of people on the streets of Calgary. Go to street church.ca street church.ca is a is a website i have to update it i didn't have time even to update about this recent victory but here um you can see the videos you can see um, prophecies and all kinds of things that we do uh, we feed thousands of people on the streets of calgary on a regular basis every single week three times a week also, twice a week, we meet in a building, and of course, everything costs funds. So if you want to help us out uh, to survive this ordeal personally here, um, you can donate through that website, PayPal, and um, e-transfer as well, art at streetchurch.ca. Yes, um, yes. and, and if that's what God puts on your heart, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll continue plowing no matter what. And Amen. we'll continue to expose those villains and give glory Amen. God. Amen. And and without apology and without fear. Amen. The Lord has got not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Isn't that true? So yeah, so here it is, what guys, I'll put all the links below, streetchurch.ca. It's funny, uh, Arthur, I have this actual picture. I'm looking at it right now, this very same picture of this lion because on our site, it, I'm serious, it's that very exactly same one. So here's our site here, freedomforce.live for those of you who are new. And this is, uh, this is the book that I wrote about end times. This is the end of them. The, the fact is that God is raising us all up my favorite verse in Revelation is Revelation 11, 11. God breathed life into us and we stood up and great fear fell on all who are watching. They're in great yeah. fear. They're in fear of you. They're in fear of all of us as we stand up. And I, I truly believe this has been my experience after years and years walking with the Lord. Is he? It, it's, the strength comes in the doing. If you sit there and look at it too long, you think about it too long, you're not going to do it. <laughs> but, the, but the great news is if you stand, if you, uh, if you just obey, you just obey what the Lord has put in your heart. You will, he will give you the strength and the doing and the victory. So yeah, uh, end times major clues for minor prophets. This is what the minor prophets told us was going to happen. That this is the end of them and a thousand years of peace for us. The Bible says that we're going to have that, that we won't even have to tell people to know the Lord. They're all going to know him from the least to the greatest. So would you uh, pray for us before we go, Mr. Arthur? Father God, I thank you so much for another opportunity to lift your name high, to spread your courage, courage of the Holy Spirit all around the world. Bless them, keep them, and protect them, Father, and and, and spark that fire in them so they would yes. become yeah. the doers of the Word of God, not just hearers, not just talkers, but doers of the Word of God. And according to your word, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Make disciples, feed the poor, take care of the orphans and the widows, be doers. So I bless them with that and also pray that you would protect them, that no weapon forged against them shall prosper. Mm -hmm. I also break the power of the lying tongue. Amen. The devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a manipulator. And all of that that we have seen so far, it was exactly his doing. They were manipulating, they were lying, cheating. They are um, the minions of the devil. So I pray that, Father God, you would cover all of us with the blood of Jesus like a shield of protection that not one arrow would be able to penetrate. I give you all the glory today, Father, for mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. To you, the glory, to you, the honor. Jesus, you are our King, you are our Lord, and you deserve our praises. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 I'm so glad that you came on uh, the, um, with the Freedom Force Battalion today. And so um, we will we will continue to pray and see the great victory that the Lord has for us. And I will talk to you guys later. <laughs>